Mets well, fan. Well, and so. what's funny is guys like Randy Gregory, who you think would be in the scraps, you've seen Randy out there when stuff and guys start pushing a little bit. Who's the guy coming over kind of clowning a little bit? It's Randy. He's not getting in the mix. Frank Clark, same way. I mean, there was a certain play earlier in camp. He got beat by a lesser-known offensive lineman, thought, oh, here's an opportunity for Frank Clark to get up and start a fight. Instead, he slaps the guy in his helmet, says good rep, and goes and kills it on the next team rep. That's right. what you like to see. These right. guys are, are starting to bond together a little bit, and it's because of the discipline that's been implemented all offseason by Sean Payton. Okay, not that I'm going to steal your word discipline, but I was going to use focus. Like, this is a focused training camp because it's all about finding out who can play with Sean. Who are Sean guys? Who are Sean Payton players for the Denver Broncos? And that's why I say focus because the win-loss record – will be whatever it's going to be. Hopefully around 10 wins. They can get there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be close. It's going to be ugly football. But for me, it's Sean Payton going, are you any good? Yes, no, like check a box. And then next, are you any good? So it was really focused training camp. And I felt really good, especially after the last couple of days. Well, look, it's tough for fans to fall in love with the word focused, right? It's not fun. It's not flashy. And hard work isn't either, folks. That's when you're seeing installation out there at training camp. It may look boring. Right. That boring, those details, that stuff has been lacking for years. It matters. So nobody wants to see a house when it's just a frame. Everybody wants to see it sparkle and shine. Yeah. What's it look like painted and it's on Zillow? Right now, we're seeing a work in progress with the Denver Broncos. An adult is in the room, and he's empowering his team to police themselves. I absolutely love it. We've been missing it for a long time. Sean Payton has done it. Now, I'm going to go do it in the regular season, but a couple of preseason games left to play. Coming up against the 49ers, we know, heard from Sean Payton today, those starters are going to play 24 snaps. Javante Williams, there's a plan there. Is, do you agree with the plan for Javante? Giving him three, four touches, three, four carries, giving him about 12 snaps. Yeah, I wrote about it earlier this week at MileHighHuddle.com. It's real simple. Javante Williams is a running back that needs to play. I'm tired of treating him like he's Tom Brady and he's made a glass and we got to protect him. He's 45 <laughs> years old. That's not the case. No. Javante does not look like he shredded three ligaments in his knee last fall. Not at he all. He is aching to be turned loose. And we talk about lack of physicality in practice. Maybe there aren't some of these fights when you don't have one of your most physical players on the field, it's going to look different. Well, we haven't even seen Javante Williams truly as Javante Williams because outside of Isaiah Pacheco, he's the angriest runner in the league. So Javante Williams is going to run over fools. He's going to tell them about it, and he's going to do it again. And you can't really do that in training camp because there's no live tackling. So just wait until we get to see the real Javante coming up on Saturday. It's so tough to give out grades on training camp. And here's one thing that drives me nuts out at training camp. Interception guy. I'm going to count every interception, right, turnover right. guy, and I'm not going to give any context behind any of it. And that just doesn't hold water for me. Javante looks good right now in preseason. We need to see what he looks like in games. Games yes. that don't necessarily count, but we know they matter. And I think Samaje Pirine could easily get a lot of work for this team. And I get so many questions on Twitter, which is the realm of the lowest common denominator. That's what Sandy called it years ago. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be a committee, everybody. Yep. I think the Broncos have two starters, and get ready. You're going to win ugly. You're going to beat people up. You're going to play great defense. That sounds like Broncos football. Broncos country is going to fall in love with Samaji Pirine. I wasn't thrilled when I found out he signed here because it's not a name that moves the needle, right? I'm already 
still in love with Javante Williams. Would you have been more moved if they had gotten Ezekiel Elliott, so to speak? Like, that's a name, right? That would sure. kind of move the needle. Samaji Pirine, more of a, oh, that's that Mixon backup, right? 100%, but then you see him out at training camp every single day. One he's of the starter. most consistent players. He's going to be sneaky good. He's unsuspecting, and that's how he's going to get teams. It's how he's gotten teams all over his NFL career. Joe Mixon is going to miss Samaji P. Ryan this year out in Cincinnati. The Bengals are going to miss Samaji P. Ryan, that's for sure. But as we look behind them as the number three back, I don't know if it's Mace. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's you. But I know, uh, and Matt Waldman, we cannot go without talking about Jaleel McLaughlin without mentioning Matt Waldman's name. We've been talking about Jaleel McLaughlin since May. Matt Waldman was talking about him in February, okay? That's the difference. So I think he's the commander. I'm the captain now. But this Jaleel McLaughlin hype train, it's real. It's real. And how real is it, Broncos country? Well, he's taking reps with the starters all week. That's how real it is. This young man is not going to be one of those players that the Broncos are going to hide on the practice squad. They can't do it. He's going to get poached. And he's been torching guys out there. He brings the ideal element of speed to the power and the thunder of Javante Williams and Samaji Piran. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't have any lightning except for Jaleel McLaughlin. And he's all over the field. He's one of the smaller backs. And he's always cutting inside, Cecil. He's Mm -hmm. fearless. He's willing to pass protect. He is willing to do whatever Sean Payton asks of him. So when Sean Payton comes out before training camp and says, it doesn't matter how much you're paid, doesn't matter where you were drafted, Mm -hmm. your tenure status does not matter on this team, he's truly backing it up when he gives Jaleel McLaughlin the football with the starting team almost all week. And I love that about Sean Payton because it is a true meritocracy. I know some people get triggered by that because what Vic Fangio said, and Vic Fangio was completely wrong in the coaching circles. It's not. It's a good old boy network. It has been for a while. Hopefully things change in the coaching circles in the NFL because of that problem. But on the field, what did I just say earlier? Sean Payton, can you play? Guess what the answer is with Jaleel McLaughlin? It's yes. And there aren't any mistakes. I mean, our notebooks are littered with notes of Jaleel McLaughlin. we got to get him a different number. I don't like that. You don't like 38? No, not for him. You don't like Mike Anderson? No. You're like, well, you're not old enough to remember Reggie Rivers. See, this is what happens when you get all age. I know about Reggie, but when you're like a speed guy, you don't need to have that. You know about Reggie from Channel 4 back in the day. Come on now. (laughs) I don't need that that fullback number on my speed running back. No. Just like I don't need number 50 on Teddy Bridgewater. It's right, dumb. Right. It's not funny. It's not cute. I don't right. know the reasons. It's silly. It brings unnecessary attention to yourself. I don't yourselves. need number 46 on Michael Bandy. What I've told people is, like, just give him Albert O's number. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm McLaughlin. I mean, in Broncos country, they see it for themselves. They're the most educated fan base in all of football because they come out there to training camp. They sweat in the same sun that you and I are sweating in yeah. every single day. And they see Jaleel McLaughlin and what he brings to this football team. He brings a dynamic playmaking ability every time he gets the football. Yeah, and he's instant offense. Like, you want to go fast break, you're going to be going up against some high-powered teams. I mean, do not overlook what the commanders can do with Eric Bieniemy. I know people all oh, Sam Howell can't play. Nah, they've got some real talent on that commander's offense. Miami, there's offense for you. Chicago and Justin Fields turning great things there. The Jets game is going to be interesting. You face the Chiefs twice before the bye. Well, and hey, Jets game, you get that new helmet. That was released earlier today. Oh, the Broncos are going to be playing against the Jets and I think the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, okay. in that new snow-capped winter weather advisory helmet mm-hmm. that the Broncos released. Yeah, and against the Jets. that will uh, We'll save our opinions on that game for just a little bit. But I, I look at what we've seen, and I've been excited. So we're not going to grade training camp. 
I was actually going to do that. And then you're like, I don't like it when people grade training camps. I was like, hey, but we are going to talk about who's the MVP. I have my MVP for training camp. I think this player has showed up every single day. I think this player has been the best player on the field every day, regardless of position. But my player, I think, is different than yours. So just camp MVP. Mm. Who is the MVP of the Denver Broncos training camp, in your opinion? Well, I can't wait to battle you because my guy's undisputed. That's number 99, Zach Allen. He's number one in your hearts, everybody. That's right. I said Zach Allen, the same guy that's replacing Draymond Jones. We're all so sorry to see Draymond leave. He's up in Seattle. Don't worry about it. You're not going to miss him because of Zach Allen. Zach Allen has ruined this Broncos offensive line on training <laughs> camp, if we're being honest. Okay. He's clearly been told at times... Hold back, young fella. You think so? 100%. Think so? 100%. Okay. VJ knew what he was getting when he came to Denver and he brought over, or Zach Allen was here, I guess, before VJ, right? So VJ knew what he was getting. Broncos country, they know what they're getting. They're getting a dynamic playmaker on the defensive side of the ball in the trenches. You want to talk about attitude? You want to talk about identity? Zach Allen's bringing all of it. He's well, tough, that's why those nasty. guys were talking about who's the enforcer, who's going to start the fight. No one's going to mess with Zach Allen. No, and he's not going to let you mess with his guys either. I've seen him stick up for Matt Hennigson out there. They're calling him Little Zach Allen, yeah, right? Like yeah. trying to trying to emulate the guy that he wants to be. Hey, if you're going to emulate somebody, that's the one to copy right there. Right? Who else doesn't want to get a three-year, $45.75 million deal? I mean, that's money well I spent. Like that. that is money well spent by Sean Payton. Notice how I say Sean, not George, because Sean Payton is bringing these guys to camp. Sean Payton's bringing in his guys, and what we're seeing out there is that his guys are coming through, whether it's Adam Troutman, who's not my MVP, who although has been very, Baller. very good. But look at the guys he's bringing in. Who has failed that Sean Payton is bringing in? Jared Stidham. That's it. Period. Okay. That, I would say that's about it. He's failing. I don't want to say he's failed because then I'd be going against what I just said, giving out grades, right? It's incomplete. We're in training camp. We're in preseason right now. Now, I think Ben DiNucci has certainly earned the right to back up Russell Wilson, and I've talked about that at length all week. Uh, ben DiNucci, he brings that wild hair quarterback elements of the game. He's, he's wild, play, all right. He's a playmaker. Jarrett Stidham, kind of that robotic quarterback can that you trust described. him? Can Sean no. Payton trust him? No. You could trust him on the grease board, <laughs> but when you're watching him on the football field, you don't know where the football is going as soon as he releases it. Right. If he releases it at all. Yes. Why are we scrambling in seven-on-seven seven drills? That should not happen. That was a Tim Tebow thing. That was a Paxton Lynch thing. We're seeing at times... From Jared Sidham and Cecil Lammy, Denver Sports Night. Luke Patterson with me from M- from MHH, and we are talking Broncos training camp. If you were to venture a guess, and I think I already told you who my uh-huh. guy was, who's my MVP? If you're just a venture guess, not Zach Allen, although Zach Allen's a very good answer. Yeah, no, your MVP is actually on my list for another award that uh, I'd like okay, to give that's, out. That's a little bit later. Jonathan Cooper. Oh, uh, okay, different name. Oh, different name. Different okay, name. I surprised you. Uh, can I say our Jonathan Cooper since we saw him years ago at the Senior Bowl What's along funny, with Baron Browning right. and Quinn Miners? And Quinn Miners at the same Senior Bowl. We're going on and on about him, and I am very proud. I've said it before. If you Google search Jonathan Cooper Broncos, the first article that comes up was an interview with me and DenverBroncos.com saying, you need to draft Jonathan Cooper. You were there when I did that interview with Sydney. Like, okay. hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, hey, draft Jonathan Cooper at the Senior Bowl. And this dude should have never been a seventh-round pick. And now he's flourishing in a way, honestly, Luke, I did not anticipate because he's taken what he's done on the edge. He can, you know, stuff the run, move the run inside, keep containing all those sorts of things. But now he's got multiple moves to get after the passer, but he's stacking them correctly, something that he didn't do in college. He'd have one move. If it didn't work, he'd lock you up. Now his first move doesn't work. He's got a second move ready automatically. And that's next-level pass rushing. 
Zach Allen is a very good answer, and this is a very good debate. But in my opinion, no one has shown up every day in the way that Jonathan Cooper has shown up for the Denver Broncos. My only beef with Jonathan Cooper revolves around that number. That number's zero. I mean, we're talking about you football numbers. numbers. I can't do it. Number you zero numbers. for an What did Prime just say? We're not keeping zero at CU because, in my book, nobody's a zero on this football Nobody, team. Nobody, buddy. I ain't keeping no zero. So, uh, look, Jonathan Cooper's been an absolute dog. You talk about attitude. You talk about presence. I mean... They needed this man more than ever, especially with Baron Browning recovering right well, now. And what's funny is both you and I pick camp MVP, and they're both on the defensive line. Is that a problem? Is the, because well, everyone's talking about Russ, and we're going to get to him later in the yes, show. Yes. But because our MVPs aren't offensive players, are people panicking? No, I don't think they should be, and here's why. Entering training camp, you mentioned you and I did a show on DST a couple of months ago, talking pre-training camp, here we go, it was before vacation time. I would have never guessed that we would have two different MVPs and they'd both be on the defensive line. So this is a strength. This is uh, something, and Cooper's an edge player, not just a DL. Jonathan Harris is the opposite DL. And then DJ Jones in the middle. I mean, this front seven is pretty damn amazing. And I wouldn't have guessed two months ago that you and I would both be saying MVP is in the front seven, and it would be Cooper, and it would be Allen. That's legit, but it also shows your guy's a starter. Your MVP is a starter. My MVP is currently a backup. Mm. He's a backup behind Frank Clark. He's a backup, backup behind Randy Gregory. Now think about that. Think about when of the last time the Broncos had waves of pass rushers. I have the answer for you. Okay. It was Santa Clara. It was Super Bowl 50. Wow. And you can bring Shaq Barrett off the bench. Hey, Shaq, you know, you're super good. Shane Ray, who I, lo- I love Shane Ray. I respect Shane Ray. Me too. Um, you and I interviewed him years ago, but like um, Shane Ray, his first round pick, he's a backup. Like, seriously, when you had Vaughn and Demarcus and Shane and Shaq, and you could just wave and wave, and you had Derek and you had Malik Jackson, and you just wave and wave and pass rushers. I didn't think two months ago that the Broncos would have this many quality pass rushers. Well, and you probably didn't think this new pass rushing posse would be led by Nick Benito. And we'll get to Nick Benito a little bit later in the show, too. I mean, these guys, iron truly sharpens iron. Not to steal DeMarcus Ware's line or the 2015 Broncos mantra, but when you have guys that are absolutely getting after it, Randy Gregory, Jonathan Cooper, Nick Benito, that inspires greatness. That inspires competition. Competition has been missing on this football team for so long because there hasn't been talent. Well, Hackett wasn't a competition, is it, football? Like, well, one-on-ones aren't football. And, you know, seven-on-seven is not football. It's all football. And look, we got to give Vance Joseph his due. I know nobody was super pumped that he came back, but doesn't the man deserve a second chance? His defense looks pretty good this summer. Let's not go falling all over ourselves because, again, they got it's a good training time. camp. It's right. a limited sample size. But Vance Joseph has been experimenting with the pass rushers, and it's been working. Well, and I hate, uh, you know, wet blanket guy. It's not don't be that guy Friday. What day is it? Oh, wait, it's Thursday. It's not (laughs) don't be that guy Friday, but don't be wet blanket guy. When we're talking about this defense, we're talking about Nick Benito. That's more coming up. Jonathan Cooper making plays. Frank Clark making plays. Randy Gregory out there looking like a beast. Like, when we're doing this, the last thing that I hate to see is when someone's like, yeah, but it's training camp. We could be reporting something else. We could be like, man, Jonathan Cooper's not getting it done. I thought maybe without Baron Browning, he'd made it. And we could say, oh, man, Randy Gregory's already banged up or whatever. There's a lot of different things we could be reporting. It's the same way I feel about Russell Wilson. That's coming up. Like, listen, they're getting it done. 
we need to give him their due, and that does include Vance Joseph. Well, I think some of the off-season fruits of these players' labor are starting to be revealed right now. I mean, new training camp, or new staff, rather, new nutritional team. New training staff, yeah. Everything, man. And you're seeing guys come in with healthy weight, right? Quinn Miners has put on some weight. He's playing relatively well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper. I mean... It's truly a testament to Sean Payton changing things up. Just because things are done a certain way for so long doesn't mean it's the successful or the right way. And Sean Payton is always harping about education and learning. Learning in the offseason how to take care of your body is paying dividends for these pass rushers. It is Cecil Lammy, special guest Luke Patterson. It's Denver Sports tonight. I want you to go to denversports.com, sign up for that Denver Sports Daily, and it's a hot and fresh to your inbox every single morning. All the top Denver sports news right to your inbox. You have a life. We don't. That's why you sign up for the Denver Sports Daily. It's free newsletter, denversports.com. And Denver Sports Tonight's analysis of Training Camp 2023 is brought to you by Phil Longford of Denver. Your MVP is Zach Allen. If you had a consolated number two prize Mm. for not MVP, but you you almost you were second in the voting Mm. for MVP. You're like Nikola Jokic where you don't get that third MVP, which we all know he should have. Either way. If you could pick a second MVP for this team on the offensive side, let's do that. Since if fans do question, like, why are you guys both talking about defense as MVPs? One, they've been legit. Zach Allen's a stud. Jonathan Cooper's amazing. But offensively, if you had to choose an MVP, I guarantee it's not on the offensive line. But where would it be? Let's talk about Cortland Sutton for a minute. This man looks more natural running in his routes, exploding out of his routes, and going for those 50-50 balls that he was accustomed to in 2019. This is the best Cortland has looked since wearing that god-awful knee brace that I was complaining about all year last year. I don't know where he got that knee brace. I don't know if you've seen it, everybody's seen it. It's like an offensive lineman's knee brace. Right. I mean, how is a wide receiver supposed to jump? This man has been having a good camp. Uh, I think it comes with some natural maturity. He just got married. He's entering a new phase of his life. You have new reasons to succeed and new reasons to play the game. And when you see the transformation that your head coach and your quarterback are going through with this franchise, you can't help but love seeing Cortland Sutton be a fundamental piece of Russell Wilson's playmaking ability. And do not discount that off-field stuff. I won't get into it because it's it's a little juicy. But if Josh Allen had a more like stable relationship in his thing, like he'd be a lot better. Like why did things fall apart? My best friend Biggie's a Bills fan. And, you know, I, why did Josh Allen fall apart in the playoffs? Well, you know, you uh, mess around and chasing women like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. How about you get settled down? How about you focus on football? And I think that with Cortland Sutton, it's a lot of things. It's changing his regimen. Remember when he went vegan and then he was like not eating meat and then he's still hurt again or whatever? Like he's Horrible. back with the protein. <laughs> he's working out. He's chiseled. And his explosion is back. And it's not the explosion above the rim. He's always had that except for when he was hurt for two years. It's his explosion out of routes. I've never seen Cortland Sutton. I had a first-round grade on him at SMU, called him the seal of the draft, and the Broncos picked him up. I've never seen Cortland Sutton be this explosive as a route runner, and that helps him get open and win faster. And then, of course, he's going to body up guys and win contested catches. When you think of some of the highlights of training camp, it's Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton three or four times already on go routes. I mean, I'm not telling any tales out of school. also, some of those are on Pat Sertan. And guess what? That's a win-win situation, Broncos country. No, it doesn't mean Sauce Gardner's the best cornerback in the league. That's garbage. Sauce PS2. Gardner's great about grabbing. That's it. He's getting burned by rookies right now. It just 
things happen in the NFL. Players are going to get beat, but Pat Sertan is definitely a huge piece in making Cortland Sutton better and making Russell Wilson better, and same thing goes for Justin Simmons. So uh, iron truly sharpens iron, even outside of the offensive and defensive. So Cortland Sutton, your MVP. My offensive guy. I know, your offensive MVP. If I had an offensive MVP, I might want to say it's Adam Troutman, just to be a little contrary. Uh, because and, and part of it for me is the Marco Polo of this of this business. Like people were so upset when Greg Dulcich wasn't number one in the depth chart. I'm like, Greg Dulcich isn't number one. He's not their best tight end. Their best tight end is Adam Troutman because he can block. And Sean Payton has definitely emphasized blocking. They're going to need him to block because of the problems on the offensive line. And that's where Troutman comes through. So it might be more of a sleeper pick. Certainly not as sexy as a Cortland Sutton for sure. And Sutton's making plays. But Adam Troutman's out there, whether it's the one-handed, you know, behind-the-head touchdown catch, whatever that thing was, didn't think he caught it, honestly, um, or just blocking, as we saw in that game against the Cardinals, combo block, just get a guy out of here, and Samaji Ryan goes right behind him. Like, I think Adam Troutman's been my offensive MVP. It's hard for me to argue with you on that, and you just think about what kind of usage they're going to get out of Adam Troutman. 12 personnel, you've got Dulcich and Troutman on the field, who are defenses probably going to guard a little bit more? That's Dulcich, yeah. right? Because Troutman, a lot like Samaji Piran, just because it's not a household name, just because it's not a fantasy football player that we have to have, that doesn't mean that they're ineffective, folks. Troutman is definitely going to get a lot of looks this year, and deservingly so. Now, that doesn't mean that Greg Dulcich is having a bad training camp, but they're in two different leagues. He's not a complete player. Dulcich starts with D. Decoy starts with D. Remember it. It is Denver Sports tonight. I am Cecil Lammy, special guest Luke Patterson from Mile High Huddle joining me here talking Broncos training camp. And we told you who the MVPs were. What about the most improved players? couple of names that might surprise you coming up next. It's training camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Cecil Lammy here, Denver Sports Tonight. Check out denversports.com for my training camp reports, Andrew Mason's training camp reports, and all of your Denver sports news. It's denversports.com. Riding shotgun to my left, Luke Patterson, Mile High Huddle. We're talking about the Broncos. We went through our MVPs. Luke had Zach Allen. I had Jonathan Cooper. And now it's time for our most improved award. And really, I got a second one just to be contrary, but... Honestly, Luke, there's only one most improved player because the improvement has been so incredible from this young man. Drastic. That's Mr. Nick Benito. That's right, Broncos country. Casa Benito, you can finally celebrate that now. Uh, Number 42 has been looking amazing out there, folks, and it's about time. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I was very disappointed when Nick Benito was drafted, and the first thing that George Payton said about him, he needs to get in the weight room. He's very raw. We need to... Get this guy a lot of reps. I don't want to hear that out of a second-round guy. I need a guy that needs to be available and wreaking havoc. I need Pat Mahomes on his back. And based on what we're seeing right now in training camp, I think Nick Benito is going to do it at least a couple times this year. That's right. I'm calling my shot. Nick Benito is going to get at least two sacks on Pat Mahomes in the 2023 season. Okay, well, we're going to write that down. We'll remember that. Nick Benito has done a fantastic job. And, again, for what blanket guy out there – And whether that's Seattle fan or even jaded Broncos fans, we know that this fan base is a little bit different based on the last seven years. You said it's almost been a decade. Yeah, it's been a while since Super Bowl 50, and you definitely don't want to be Cowboy fan or Raiders fan. Like, remember Super Bowls? Yeah, I remember Walkmans too. But anyway, like, I look at Nick Benito and I go, I 
I didn't expect this jump from him, even in mandatory minicamp when we can't say anything. You run right at Nick Benito, you run him out of the play. That still may be the case, although we've seen him look better against the run. He's heavier. We've seen him hold up because he's heavier. If the play goes away from him, he chases it down. A lot of pass rushers, if I'm not getting the quarterback, stop, give up. Von Miller did not. Von Miller chased you down from the backside. So, like, Nick Benito's doing that. I love seeing that. And then as a pass rusher, Luke, he's he's always had multiple moves, a lot of moves. He just didn't know what to do. <laughs> and so now he's going speed to power because of that added weight, because of that added strength. He can go speed to power. And now you as a tackle, you don't know what you're getting because you prepare for a bull rush. And then on Mike McGlinchey, who I know had a rougher camp before he got hurt, he did a fake bull rush. He did a ghost move, dude. This is next level stuff. And KJ, I wish I could dump. I wish I could dump. Wish I could cuss. So get the dump button ready. Okay, a ghost move. That's next level stuff. And you know what I want to say. That's next level when you fake a bull and you do inside spin and McGlinchey's just kidding. the tackle doesn't even touch you. Yeah, it's embarrassing, is what it is. Because sorry, Mike. It's embarrassing, Mike. I mean, look. <laughs> Say what you will. I know he had a rough start to camp, personal reasons. Right, right. Thank you, Grace, for that. Uh, yeah, sure. We've got to give him a little bit, too, because it's hasn't been a great debut. But, man, Nick Benito, he's both sides, too. That's not yes. something else that we're yeah, used to seeing. Garrett Bowles, the right, too. the left. Oh, Garrett Bowles. We don't have enough time to get into Garrett Bowles for the rest he of this show. He's not on the most improved list. No, Nick Benito, at first, that first week of camp, I looked at you and said, Nick Benito looks like Von Miller out there. Something's wrong. And that's not taking credit away from Nick Benito. Uh, Garrett Bowles is having a rough, rough camp. His feet are gone. A lot of it has been because of Nick Benito and what he's been doing to the starting offense. Yeah. We talked a lot about Zach Allen ruining practice. Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Randy Gregory, that pass-rushing posse that we keep talking about and regurgitating, they're for real. And that's why Broncos country is really worried about this O-line. And that's why Broncos country should be excited about this defense because, again, the pass-rushing waves are there. You keep saying posse. Are you trying to make that a thing? It's a, yeah, I want pass-rushing posse. Pass-rushing posse. For these three. Yeah, because the three-headed monster, that's everywhere, There's more, right? though. There's more. You've got Gregory. You've got Frank Clark. You've got Jonathan Cooper. You've got Randy Gregory. Marcus Haynes. Look, I know when for- he's not getting pushed over by Albert O, he's having a decent camp. Like, And with Baron Browning comes back. Where's Baron Browning going to fit in all of this? That's a lot. And Frank Clark, to me, is that situational pass rusher. I know he's number one on the depth chart, and everybody likes to freak out about depth charts. Start in week one, Cooper two. and then have Clark supplement him. They won't do that. They're going to start Clark and then have Coop supplement him, but you could do either one. Well, you know what? There's something to be said for having two veterans in the room, too. Mm-hmm. Randy Gregory and right. Frank Clark. That adds, you keep talking about pass rushing arsenals. That adds so much experience into that room, and these young guys need it. They don't necessarily need somebody to look up to. They're grown men, all right? Grown men on the defensive line should not have to look up to, I need a leader. I need somebody to get me motivated and get me going. You're a nasty D lineman. You're an edge pass rusher. Your job is to kill the quarterback, and I love it. Well, Broncos are going to crush some quarterbacks this year with these waves of pass rushers, so most improved, it's clearly Nick Benito because he went from a guy like, honestly, in May – I was like, I don't know if he's going to make the team. A jag. Just another guy. Now, I mean, playmaker, Pro Bowl upside. Like, And you know who likes this the most? 
You know who's the happiest besides Miss Benito? George Payton. George Payton. 100%. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not screwing up the draft. I got Nick Benito. <laughs> Look, George needs all the wins he George can get. George needs it because, uh, listen, Sean Payton, if you don't, if this doesn't work, George, you're the you're the fall guy. George needs all Sorry. the wins he can get. I mean, Tim Patrick going down for a second consecutive year. It's, it's horrible. Thoughts and prayers with Timmy P. But remember, George Payton, he just had to have both of them, Cecil. He couldn't just pick Tim. He couldn't just pick Cortland. He had to have them both. Kind of leaves the Broncos for Russell Wilson. Uh, like it puts him in a tough spot. George Payton is, um, you know, he, he needs to make sure these guys work out. He's got an eye for talent. Mm-hmm. Scouts that we talk to respect the hell out of him. Like he has a sterling reputation in the scouting community. But are you a scout or are you a GM? Are you an assistant GM? Or are you a GM? If you're a GM, you're gonna be like Howie Roseman. You know what make Howie Roseman's great with the Eagles? He drafted Jalen Rager ahead of Justin Jefferson, and then he just cuts Jalen Rager. He doesn't even care because he's like, who next? A.J. Brown, next. He took Carson Wentz and turned him into three players. Three players, including A.J. Brown. Alpha Carson Wentz, who can't play, it wouldn't throw to you unless you were his buddy off the field. I, I won't get into that. Well, that's a little personal. But, like, yeah. that's what Howie Roseman did. You need George Payton to do that and not just sit here and, well, he was my guy. I drafted him. Sean Payton doesn't care. You have to be willing to cut your losses and move on. Yep. Otherwise, you're living in the past forever. Yep. And living in the past does you absolutely no good when the present moment is just begging for you to take the opportunity, seize it, and run with it. And that's exactly what Nick Benito's doing. Uh, all the credit in the world to Sean Payton and his coaching staff I love right to now. see it. And all the credit in the world to Vance Joseph doing it now. Now, my other most improved, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this. I might be saying it just to be Arnery. contrary, Henri, and Aloha, I would say. i got to clean that up for radio. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, and I want, I want you to be uh, very fair in your response, um, and I want you to tell me if it's true, because I am the last person that can talk about Montreal Washington. I just can't. <laughs> I can tell you that he's a good young man, and I like that, and that's important, by the way. Okay, for all the people saying Russell Wilson's a cornball. You want Deshaun Watson as your quarterback? You mm. want that? You want Ben Roethlisberger? Huh? How about you get Big Ben? Here's your quarterback. You want that past? No. Nope. You want that history? No. So if Russell Wilson's a cornball, yeah, huh? And he's a good man. I like that. So I promote that with Montreal Washington. I do say that. He is a, he's athletic, he's fast, he's quick, all these sorts of things. I'm the last guy that can talk about him. So tell me, based on your projections, is Montreal Washington kind of a second most improved. I would agree with that, and I have to put some personal bias aside because I came into this camp saying Sean Payton doesn't care about feel-good stories. You know what feel-good story we all love is still searching for a job right now? It's Dalton Reisner, okay? Period. And I like Dalton. I wanted him back. I think he could provide some depth for the Denver Broncos. But let's just call it like we see it. Kendall Hinton, nice story, right? You're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, by the way. Sean Payton knows that story very well. He coached against them and blew the Broncos out. Yes. But some of these feel-good stories, they don't necessarily matter in camp. I wondered about Montreal Washington, right? We all know Russell Wilson liked him. We all know Zach Azani was banging the table for him. I mean, get another chair out, Zach. I'm going to be drills with the chairs last year. Silly, ridiculous, try not to curse. But no, man, it's Montreal Washington. He's got momentum right now. And you got to call it like you see it. That's good for that young man. You've got to give credit where credit's due. He had a rough week one where he's some bobbled punts a little bit, not the the cleanest catches. He's 
definitely bringing momentum into week two. He's fighting for his life. One thing I've learned right. about... It's not safe. One thing I've learned about this young man, he's a fighter. Because I wanted to know if he was just going to try to, you know, I'm going to hide in the depth chart. I'm going to hope to but make it. But they're making him fight, and he's responding. Nathaniel Hackett's largest problem... Besides his waistline, is the fact that he gave and his goatee Mantra Washington that job. Not like, hey, you competed last year. When we watched camp and the, all the damn uh, potato sack race and all that kind of just just, <laughs> just garbage, absolute garbage. Nathaniel Hackett, we were watching that. He does, hey, hey, Montreal, here you go. Here's a job. This league ain't about that. This league is about competing. And what's nice about Montreal, and yes. Mark down the date and the time, KJ. I'm saying good things about Montreal, Washington. What's nice about Montreal, and he's not safe, by the way. He's fighting. He's fighting for that job. And I appreciate that, man. I respect it. I'll do you one. I mean, I not only do you appreciate it, but you respect it. But yeah. A lot of guys are fighting for their job out. Who isn't fighting for their job out here? How many? Listen, there isn't a quarterback controversy. I no. know some out there really love Jarrett Stidham. He's not for me. Russell Wilson owns this offense right now. Did you right hear now. that Chad Brown promo we're running? Chad Brown. What'd he say? He was like, yeah, I'm not impressed with Jared Stidham. I was like, hmm, that's my man. You and everybody else, Chad. Chad, Chad knows Brown. a quarterback when he sees it. He knows something about playing Chad, in the league. Chad can hunt those quarterbacks. That's for, how about I, Jake Plummer? When Jake Plummer oh. doesn't know who you are, I mean, I think the Players Club were asking Snake about it, right, and right. they're like, what do you think of Jared Stidham? And Jake goes, who? Who's that? Who? Not good. It's like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? I'm Star-Lord, man. <laughs> Who? Anyway, it is Denver Sports tonight. I'm Cecil Lammy. Special guest Luke Patterson from Mile High Huddle sitting in with me. We've talked about MVP. We've talked about most improved player. But what about number three on the field, number one in your hearts, Russell Wilson? Is he uh, catching uh, the right momentum at the right time? We'll talk about it next. Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Cecil Lammy, denversports.com. Got my buddy Luke Patterson here, my high huddle. Let's talk about Russell Wilson, man. And Russell Wilson has been getting better and better and better. And yesterday he was absolutely crushing it on the field for the Denver Broncos. Today, more of a lighter day. So I'm not going to grade Russ too harshly. But just overall, what you've seen beginning of camp, you and I watch training camp every single day together. Um, how have you liked the progression of Russell Wilson? I absolutely love it because you're not only seeing a different player, you're seeing a different teammate and a different man. Sean Payton comes in and he says, no more. I want you to work in silence. And I get there were a couple videos that Russ released. Big whoop. We're not seeing the circus that we saw last year. Okay. Russ is literally one of the guys at training camp right now, and it's fantastic to see, whether it be him working with the twos. Now stop talking. right there with what you said. He, you said he's one of the guys. Think of what we had to deal with last year when the stories about, like, Russ had come into the lunchroom and he wouldn't say anything. When he Above the guys. The table. And then when he did say something, it was about his two butlers or whatever. I've got two chefs because the chef's got to have the day off. Like, and some practice squad guy who can't relate is, you know, making 8000 a week, which is significant money, no doubt. But, like, like, you just said it, and it's true. Russell Wilson is now one of the guys, and that's something more impactful, in my opinion, than what he's done under Sean Payton. 100%. And, and look, I think there's this is by design. From Sean Payton and not always getting Russ. Design with Sean Payton. We're not getting Russell Wilson up there at the mic every day, and we may not like it. I love it. That's what we needed from Russ. And you know what? I think Russ probably likes it a little bit too. That's right. Mr. Superstar, Mr. Gucci, cameras on me. 
he's okay not being the superstar of camp because they don't need him to be a superstar of training camp. They don't need him to be a superstar of Twitter. They need him to win football games. He's carrying a ton of momentum. Each week he's getting better, Cecil. Yeah, you love seeing it from Russell Wilson, and you imagine in the regular season what it can be when they're actually running the ball. Like, we've seen the Sean Payton offense, but we haven't really seen the Sean Payton offense because there's no live tackling and you can't set up play action with the run game. And, yeah, that's what they're going to have to do. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not expecting Russell Wilson to throw for 5,000 yards. I'm expecting Russell Wilson to be efficient and effective within this offense. But what about the first preseason game, Cecil, where Russ looked nervous and he was under pressure? And remember, he was the most sacked quarterback ever last year. Yeah. That's not always on Russ. Again, folks, context matters. This offensive line is struggling. Russ is going to have to figure out how to overcome it. But he's not alone. That's why you have Sean Payton here. That's why you have Javante Williams. That's why you have a fullback. That's right, Michael Burton. A fullback is back in Broncos country, and it's not one of those tight ends slash fullbacks. This is a man that I love to make the 53, and you got to get the help where you can get it. Russ doesn't seem to have a problem asking for help you right now. You must have been a fullback in a former life, because I swear to God you love talking about Michael Burton. I would have loved it. Nah, man, on the D-line, they would have never given me the football. Dave Logan never gave you the football in No. Line? No. Come on, Dave. What Rightful, are you doing, man? Rightfully so, Dave. Rightfully so. That's why he <laughs> has championships. <laughs> but look, man, Russell Wilson, the big message, and the biggest question, right, is Russell Wilson fixable? Is he back? Is he fi- Not a dog. He's a, like, is he back? <laughs> If he wasn't fixable, why would Sean Payton be here? Not only is he fixable, but folks, I'm here to tell you right now, he's not washed. I'm not predicting him to be the comeback player of the year. But but do the wise guys in Vegas know something that we don't? Is it just us being the local guys trying to put a positive spin on everything with Russ? No, I'm just reporting like I see it, and I don't panic when Justin Simmons is getting some well, Russell and this Wilson is the interceptions. Great thing, and this is why you can't be interception guy. I want him to throw picks in practice. Peyton Manning threw picks in practice because he learns. <laughs> you learn. This is why one on ones are important. This is why, I, and I don't mean to turn this into Nathaniel Hackett bash fest every time I'm on air, but like. This is why one-on-one matters. You get to learn, what's my guy like? Where does he like the football? Can he win with this throw? And Russ has learned that. And you talk about the positive spin. We're not the spin doctors here. This thing with Russ is just the truth. And what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. That's right. And with Russell Wilson, he's looking good, man. Again, not going to be the greatest thing ever, 5,000 yards. But he's going to be what we thought he would be last year, thanks to him Doing the work and Sean Payton. And I think you're seeing genuine chemistry from Russell Wilson with his teammates right now. Is that because of the off-field stuff? Is that because he's one of the guys now? That's I, I think it is. 100 I, I think it has to be. Off-field stuff and on-field stuff. These guys have he's been one grinding. Of the guys. They've been grinding together. They love him. And he loves them. Is he there, went out of his way. If he gets down this year, not to bag yes. on anybody who may or may not be here with this team, <laughs> but if he gets knocked down this year, is someone going to pick him up? Absolutely. One of 100%. his offensive linemen going to pick him up? Is Court going to come over and pick him up? He's earned his teammates' respect. And that's a huge thing. Because like, it's not about the three. It's about the we. And I'm not saying we need to celebrate that. That's the expectation. That's what it should have been. But let's give credit where credit's due. And the chemistry is coming together with Cortland Sutton, specifically with Jerry Judy who is probably Russell Wilson's number one read. He's Sean Payton's favorite. I mean, this is natural chemistry. Last year, it was forced. Well, that went by quick. Always does, man. Always <laughs> does. He's Luke Patterson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm sorry, I always forget. Luke Patterson LP? At Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. Okay. 
There you go. Or X or whatever. Uh, You're yeah, not on uh, Threads or Parlor or whatever it is. Never heard of her. I like all these different. <laughs> all these. I mean, I'm sick of Twitter. I'm going to get on Threads. Oh, shut up! Like nobody cares. Nobody. No. Uh, threads is already dead. What is Threads? Couldn't even tell you, bro. Yeah, don't remember. That's where we're at. No, fun anyway. show, man. Thanks for having me in. All right. There you go. Follow him. KJ is the man in the box. Appreciate you, man, as always. Appreciate that sweet Ronnie James deal. And thank you, Denver Broncos. Uh, it's been fantastic training camp. Look forward to next week. Those joint practices. DenverSports.com is where you want to be. So go there right now, DenverSports.com, and sign up for that daily newsletter. I'm Cecil Lammy saying you should do a couple things. First off, look out. And then secondly, stay frosty, baby. Oh, we